Welcome, one and all, to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 54. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm Mike McKenna, car 54. Where Where are are you? you? And who on the New York Yankees donned the number 54? Babe Ruth. Goose. Goose Gossage. Gossage, baby. That big mustache. Yeah, that's money. He's the best. He's still alive. He's great. He, he, you know, he went golfing with a buddy of mine. Yeah, you told me, Mr. Locke, down in, uh, yeah. down in Arizona now, yeah. Arizona slash Denver. He said he had a blast. How could you he not? Said he was so much. Of fun. course, he was. Probably sat around, so. drank, and told stories. Uh, but we're not at liberty to discuss those because they were off the record. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this podcast name should be off the record. We are going to start today with what I call the update. On gas prices, we're going to do one of these every episode just to, you know, make sure people are uh, aware. It's 15 days to stop the what, rise of gas of prices. what the state of play is with respect to gas prices. Hold on. Crude oil surpassed $82 a barrel in trading today. That's the highest it's been in seven years. It's a remarkable turnaround for a commodity that was trading at negative prices less than 18 months ago. Rising prices are being felt at the pumps. According to AAA, the national average price for a gallon of gas is $3.30. At this time last year, it was $2.18. Okay, not entirely. A little misleading there with the, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. negative the pricing. The negative pricing, thing, yeah. Since it lasted a day. It, and it, was, it wasn't for the prompt month. It was for like three months. Exactly. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but other than that, it's just this is just a reminder. And I don't know. Have you seen these stickers floating around? I have. The, the people are attaching <laughs> to gas, gas pumps. Yeah. That's pretty good, I right? I did this. Well, you know, we're not sure what the administration's going to have to brag about. It might be this. This might be, in fact, an accomplishment. Yeah, as part of their legacy. I don't understand yeah. why the environmental community isn't putting out press releases praising the president for driving the price of gas up. Yeah, this is exactly what they want. I, right? you know, it, maybe we should put out a press release asking the environmental groups why they're not putting out press releases. Done, producer. Track, uh, send that word back to our ledge team. Let's get that going. Crack crack ledge team. Crack legislative team. Uh, Okay, so uh, sticking with uh, high energy prices and high energy costs and other types of things that could continue to make that happen. uh, One quick clip here. I don't. I want to see if you recognize who's interviewing. You'll know who the. uh, You'll know. You'll know one of these people, but uh, see if you'll recognize the other one. Are there 50 votes in the U.S. Senate for any kind of aggressive carbon pricing you know, in the next couple of years? I mean, is that is that a viable conversation? Right now, we no, no. They want to have a conversation how we improve our climate and do it in a most responsible way. Yeah, they'd have me in a heartbeat. They want to talk about this as a penalty. Forget it. As long as I'm here and there's 50 votes and it takes 51 to pass it. Okay, so the senator was uh, Elizabeth Warren, who who was the interviewer? Jason Grumet. Oh, good lord! Our friend Jason Grumet. Yeah, man, from bipartisan policy, policy center. center. So you notice how Senator Warren said? <laughs> I don't think it was they. Senator Warren. Did you catch that? It was like a us versus them kind of posturing, and yeah, well. he sounds a little testy right there, you know. So. Senator. He's probably under a lot of pressure right now, don't you think? No, I don't really think he cares. <laughs> you know, so the great thing about money is it tends to insulate you quite a bit, right? Yeah, that's true. So the other the interesting thing about this is, uh, and then I want to get to the, the scary part of the all this. The meat of the matter. 
is that um, I'm, I'm noticing that a lot of the things that Senator Cinema is for, yeah, Manchin is against, yes, and vice versa, yes. And you're thinking they did it on purpose. I'm not thinking they had it had that planned at all. Yeah, but, um, uh, it I, seems I've to had be an interesting thought. kind yeah. of a situation that the yeah. uh, the Schumer crowd has uh, has to deal with. So, so Politico this Politico this afternoon said, "Hey, we're really, you know, just close to a deal on reconciliation despite the fact that we don't have mansion and we don't have pay for us. Um other than that, we're really close." Right. I'm like mm, I'm I I get the feeling those two are having fun with you guys. I'm not sure that's right, but it feels that way, right? Yeah, well I I do think though that cuz I don't know pressure... what the pay for us could be. She's she's put a hole in everybody's boat i don't get it anyway go ahead i think that the the there's a rush now to get this done before the 31st yes uh i think there's some i think someone's looking at some internals i think in if, the virginia if, race yeah i was gonna say if, if if virginia goes badly for the democrats that's it they this whole thing will blow up so yeah if they don't and and keep in mind we still don't have i know this sounds ridiculous we still don't have text and we have nothing scored yet Right. right, four of the thirteen titles have been scored, so. Um, but also, they you know, they it, can't it, they can't they've said I'm not scoring this because you aren't giving me anything to score. That's right. It's a it's a chicken and egg deal, yeah. right? Yeah. And the other thing too is is yes, they don't have the ability this next go round if they go past the thirty first simply to extend the program. They actually have to provide some kind of revenue because this go round for the highway program, they're out of money. Yeah. So that's gonna not gonna be as easy as a simple extension. Yeah, I mean they they have to reauthorize they have to reauthorize the program, right? Which is which is a I whole different. They, I guess they could do, but not not anywhere in their current framework, right? Right. And I, I'm not gonna we're not gonna bring we have we have talked about this race to death. I'm sure our listeners are like, please don't give us another segment on the election. But I just wanted to bring this up. It was in a, a poll. Um, Monmouth, is that how you pronounce Monmouth, that? Yeah, Monmouth yeah. poll. Yeah, the guys up in Germany. Issue, uh, uh, following issues are important in deciding your vote for governor. From September 31st to this week, the issue of education in schools has jumped 10 points. Sure. So not only has McAuliffe McAuliffe's gaffe brought the issue or gave Yonkin an issue to work with. It has actually raised that as a as an issue that is important to the voters at the exact same time. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, having by ten points, having multiple rapes that are then suppressed by the authorities will you know will tend to do that for you, I suppose. I, I think it, that I've I've seen issues move jump jump quickly. This is an this is this is skyrocketing. In every in every campaign there's a MacGuffin, right? Yeah. Lee, Lee, that's what Lee Howard used yeah, to say. Yeah. He said, never use MacGuffin, right? But in every campaign there's a thing that catches fire that you don't expect, you don't see, and you don't know what to do with. And for um Governor McAuliffe, education is his MacGuffin this yeah, go around. Yeah, which yeah. is weird, right? Because we've been talking about it for a year. Get, yeah. Tune in, dude. You had to figure this something like this was going to happen. So next week we'll do our prediction. We'll save that for this week. But I'll I want to jump do, back. I'll do a to, prediction right now if you want. I want to circle back to the previous conversation because that was a little sidebar. Go ahead. It looks like the carbon tax stuff is probably on, on life support. Dead, dead, or deadest, yeah. I heard even uh, uh, Testy Tester. Uh, yeah, uh, even he threw a little salt on it, right? He's like, hey, 
yet. Good I don't think you guys are going to get as, I don't think my guys are going to get as big a rebate as your guys. So I use I use more fuel than a trucker, right, and I'm right. not getting a check. So, but this but this worries me because there is one provision that has stuck in every one of these conversations, and no one has raised, you know, any question about it or expressed opposition, and that is the poorly named methane tax. Yeah, the methane tax. Yeah, I think that's going to end up making it through this process. I don't think anybody understands. I don't think, it, okay, first off, it's structured more as a penalty, right? It's $1,500 per ton of, you know, that, that gets leaked out. And I don't think anybody understands how that's going to work in practice. And I don't think anybody understands that those, those costs are going to get passed right along to consumers. Yeah, well, there's, this is And definitely... when I say anybody, I mean Republicans too. Nobody, nobody's talking about it. And that's maybe is... our fault. This is definitely an energy tax. Yep. It's definitely going to violate Biden's pledge. Yep. There's no getting around that, but the Democrats are using what you just said to justify support yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. And what's it going to do to pipelines? Um, raise prices, but that's it. I mean, it, you know, it's it's the, the reality is you can't really can't do too much fuel switching, right? In America, you know, you're, you're built for natural gas, you're built for electricity. Um, it it it's clever marketing on the other on the side of the other guys. Um, and they've successfully guessed that the um, the associations that watch out for pipelines and their customers are not capable of driving any kind of conversation on it, right? This is something Inga should be all over. This is something the American Gas Association should be all over. I haven't heard a peep from either of those guys. The only person, the only, the only, okay, I hate to do this, but the only people talking about um, about methane and this thing, American Production Exploration Production Council, right? So Liz Bowman, good work. Ann Bradbury, good work. All right. Well, I'm not going to say much more about reconciliation. Next week's probably a better week oh, uh, thank to God. bring that back up. And yeah. No, we no, just no. want to give our fans a break on it anyway, right? Seriously. So. You know, and we're, we're contractually obligated being D.C. swamp creatures to talk about it for at least two minutes. Yeah. So we fulfilled our moral and legal Check obligation. That box. Here, yeah. Check that box. Okay. Uh, I want to roll into something uh, a little bit more local. Yay. Uh, this is from WTOP. Uh, this this broke yesterday. Um, hold on, let me find this. DC Council unanimously approves bill establishing baby bonds for oh, yeah. low income kids. The DC Council on Tuesday unanimously approved legislation that creates baby bonds for children born into low income families under the bill. Every qualifying child would start with a publicly funded trust fund of $1,000 with contributions of up to $2,000 a year thereafter, depending on their family income. Once the child turns 18, they'd have access to up to $25,000 to help buy a home or a business, create an investment account or retirement for retirement or pay for education. The bonds will cost about $32 million over the next four years. Researchers have found that in 2013 and 2014, the average white household in the district had a net worth, net worth of 284000 81 times the, the average black household's net worth. Baby bonds. D.C. Um, done. Signed. Will yeah, be signed. I mean, it, 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 it's analogous to the, child care, to the child tax credit, right? You, you basically get cash for being alive. Is it, this Yang? Is this well? It's partially that. It's, Booker, part, it's Corey, did, Corey Booker. This has been Corey Booker's idea for a long time. I don't think it's a terrible idea, but I'm I find it unlikely to have any 
really solid effect on um, work, right? The, what worries me about the current Democratic Party is they've just totally given up on the idea of the value of work, right? All this welfare. The, the dignity. Yeah, the, the welfare stuff embedded in the in the um, reconciliation, this, child care tax credit, doesn't matter, child tax credit, doesn't matter what it is. It's like you get free money for being here. Um, you know, we, we now have like 50 years of data that tells you work is like essential. Yeah. Right? Um, and, Marriage. And they're just ignoring all that stuff. Children, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing about it, right? Secret to success, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know. Religion. Yeah. It, it's not complicated, right? It really isn't, but for some reason, and I get it. The district is flush with a bunch of cash from from um, the federal government. Uh, yeah, a bunch, bunch of you know, a bunch of K Street dudes and a, and a bunch of a bunch of families that moved in. You know, gentrified the area, but that this has nothing but disaster written on it. I mean, term. ideally, you would want your family to make enough money not to qualify for this thing. Right. Well, that's the other thing. What happens to the people just above the cutoff line? What are you incentivizing yeah. them to do? Yeah, go to go to below right. the cutoff line. Right, go below the right. cutoff line. Right. So, um, do you remember after Bill Clinton's uh, won his uh, reelection in his first uh, State of the Union address? Do you remember the famous line from that? Yeah, the era of big government is over. That man, one? that party has come. A long way around the other side of that equation. Yeah, right? it, it it goes to show you that Bill Bill was the last of the last of the of the moderate Republican uh, Democrats, or maybe the last of moderate Republicans. Hell, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good president. We well, this him. whole crowd is like, yeah, screw that. Like they, they 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 were never they were never on that plan. I mean, I think we said this already. This whole crop's going to leave after this year, after this site. So yeah, this is this is the this is their last hurrah for the great society. For cradle to grave protection yeah, this, from this, the benevolent federal government. This is, in fact, the federal right? government we're now going to have. Yeah. This is the government we are going to Do have for at least a generation. Do you know how difficult it was for me to, uh, to, un, to, to, to ask to be removed from the list at the IRS to receive those child credits? You should have taken your they money. They made it very difficult. Take your money. Me. No, it's not mine. Take your money. I'm going to end up having to pay it back and then some. Take your money. Giving it That's to what I'm me. saying. You might as well take it. But- it's not. It's they're going to end up saying, "Oh, we you made too much, so you got to you got to oh, return." I can't help it if you're a prosperous, oh, you know, person. Yeah. You know, well, anyway, living, living, okay. living in your living in your million dollar mansion, and so UBI is a lot. UBI is alive and well in the District of Columbia. You know, that's a funny thing. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm opposed to universal basic income, but I want to get rid of all the bureaucracy if I can do it. I don't get the point of having both universal well, basic income. And the great big You're giant bureaucracy. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. We're not going to get like scrap the code, get a flat if, tax. If, right? if if a Democrat could come along and say, "Hey, here's my deal. I'm going to get rid of the bureaucracy, and you're going to you're just going to pay like what you would otherwise pay." But I said we're going to give it right to people. I'd be like, "Okay, I'll make that deal right it would now." Would actually be way more efficient. Sure, I'll make that deal right now. I was in favor of the CARES Act, and we would probably see a lot of uh, a lot of businesses go apoplectic about that because sure. they would be the first ones to get off the on the chopping block. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I, look, I'm um I, I've said this before, right? I'll say it again. I'm in favor of UBI and getting rid of the bureaucracy. That's a trade I make. You know, the other thing I'm in favor of, I'll say it. My daughter asked me I about know. this. You're in favor of a carbon tax no. in exchange for getting rid of the regulations. No. <laughs> I yes, but I'm also in favor of unicorns. Um it no, I'm I I'm in favor of a wealth tax, a legitimate wealth tax. 
We take every, except not a tax. I mean it in a punitive way, not a tax collecting way. The, they're actually talking about this as a pay for right now. Good. So good. It might happen. Who knows? I hope they take every dollar over the second, over the first billion. Every dollar. Every dollar. I challenge you to find me one fortune in this country that hasn't wound up, wind up, has not wound up hurting the country ultimately. Biden told us we were. We had trillionaires in this country, though, didn't we? <laughs> Billionaires and trillionaires. trillionaires Golly, he's so, so, so sad. It's okay. just, Joe, eat your ice cream, please. All right, let's do a China update. Let the rest of us do our thing. Let's do a China update, shall we? Sure, man. China. Okay, we're going to go around a little bit here on this. First of all, have you ever seen those memes? Which I'm not quite sure what a meme is. Producer, what's a meme? A meme is, like, a, visual is, theme? is a visual theme. So what, that's what it's called, a meme? Well, like, where did that name come from? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. See, it has a vague flavor of French to it, so I'm kind of... It's like a gif or a jif, which is It's it? a gif. Okay, well, I think gif. the uh, actual uh, inventor said it's a gif. It, so. No, the actual inventor said it's a gif. Um, I'm going with gif. It, it, that's the wrong answer. Okay. And, I, and the reason I know that is because the last time I got into this, I got into it with a person who was paying me at the time. Um, it was in my last job, and... Um, that question he asked that question and it was was a, it the boss yeah and it the was the big a, boss yeah and it was a it was a it was a it was a split conversation um in the room itself and and i was like it's a gif i'm like the inventor itself so i was like, I, I went up looking it up on the phone we were sitting there and even then he's like all right i'm not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> well that's actually consistent with this administration right because yeah, we're going to have a segment down the uh, a little bit further down the show because I want to I want to share the wisdoms of the Biden administration. Yeah, the, the meme thing. Just because you we're say it doesn't mean it's true. That is in fact true. Okay, right, the meme. So the first the first is, uh, do you remember when uh, the media was fawning over China for announcing that they were going to get out of the coal sure. business? Sure. That wasn't too long ago, right? When, like when two weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Not not more not no, more than no, a month it ago. It was a little bit further. I don't back think it was that, that further back. So this is from CNN. China tells mines to produce as much coal as possible. The Chinese government has ordered the country's coal mines to produce as much coal as possible, in quotes, as it tries to increase production as winter approaches and, uh, and eases an ongoing energy crunch. Yeah. The announcement came from China's National Development Reform Commission, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So, yeah, it, so the interesting thing about that, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to, invest overseas in any more overseas coal um, projects is that the Chinese didn't say when they were going to stop. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we've covered there that. There was no deadline. Well, I just wanted to but reiterate only, because I, because I had it, I had this conversation with Josh Siegel the other day and he, he seemed like oh, the, the co-host of the, the co-host of, of the of other the, plugged in podcast. Yeah. The not, the, not the good one. The co-host of the faked plugged in podcast. Yeah. yeah it, he, he seemed to think that was not an important fact. I'm just like, Okay, I get it. I understand why you do what you do for a living now. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Keep no, going. no, it's fine. No, it was that was worth interrupting. Uh, so to combat the problem, China's you know, the problem of of you know people potentially dying this winter. China began ordering coal mines to ramp up production with authorities in Inner Mongolia, the country's second largest coal producing province. Yeah, it's not going so well <laughs> for the for the COP twenty six meetings, which by the way, it is now official. Putin is not going. Yeah, I was going to say. So the Russians so, aren't there. The Chinese so aren't there. The, the administration is sending 97,000 uh, like 97, people. 
uh, and they're not going to have their precious SEP uh, in their suitcase. And now the developing countries issued a scathing letter saying you're reneging on the Paris deal well, yeah. by making, you know, by pressuring us to, to go 50 percent by by whatever And you're, and you're not giving is. us the hundred billion dollars yeah. a year you promised, you yeah. cheap bastards. So that's all going really well for the COP26 gang. I I. And by the way, somebody earlier today suggested to me, and I think this is a great idea. I think the conference itself should be net zero. Yeah, that and that that, that suggestion I've heard before. Steve, 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 who? Steve, who shall remain nameless? No, this is a different Steve on my board. A different Steve only. Yeah. Okay, well, because yeah. because the, the other Steve suggested it's like two years ago. I remember thinking that's a hell of an idea. And he also had a great line too. He said, "Defund the cop." <laughs> so that is kind of funny. Okay, uh, next. I, I think this cop thing is how they're doing this in light of what's going to happen in Europe this winter. I know everybody read my column today um, in the Washington in the Times. Washington Times about about we're going to have multiple we're going to have pre, lots of premature mortalities in in um, Europe because of this because of everybody's fixation on climate change. Um, I have no idea how the cop goes to Glasgow and doesn't talk about that. They're going to talk about climate change, but not about the fact that people are going to freeze to death in Europe this winter. In Europe. It, I mean, who are they even like talking to? They're just they're talking to themselves that's at right. this point. That's right. Bottom line. It, it, it's, it's a pro are we going to talk about the hearing on the 28th? We can. Let's just let me just insert it real quick, right? We have we have a, an analogous situation here in the country. Are we next Tuesday, I guess. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. The Democrats are going to have all these oil companies in the chamber and APR. Oh yeah, it's just the big climate yeah, yeah, denial yeah. here and the climate and, and you know, the Democrats, tobacco. They're going to try and reenact the tobacco deal, right. right? Make them all stand up and raise their right hand and yada yada. All yada. that crap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Ro Khan is going to sit there and talk about climate change for an hour and a half, two hours, in a country in which natural gas is at six bucks and and gas is at three fifty. Literally, no one cares about climate change. The Democrats are going to look like a bunch of horses' asses. I think I said in the column, maybe I said out of touch apparatchiks. It doesn't really matter. Whichever. Um, that was the cleaner version. We can we can go a little color it, it, on, it, on the podcast. It, it, so. Same thing with the comp, question right? I have is how well will the Republicans do in this hearing? Okay, they have so? they have some smart people writing their talking points for them, so gotcha. they should do okay. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. I'm not going to name those people. Shall be left un unnamed. <laughs> okay. Nameless. Two other things from China. One. Yeah. This is from New York Post because uh, I like. I just thought it was. You a like more the New colorful. York Post? Yeah, it was a little more colorful. China bans Celtics games after Ina's Cantor's brutal dictator tweet. Following, I don't, I'm going to butcher it. Inez Cantor, I guess. Spell. Enos. Enos Cantor. Thank you, producer. Ennis. Posts on social media in support of Free Tibet in which he called Chinese President Xi Jinping a brutal dictator. Good for him. Celtics games have been pulled from the Chinese internet, thus, according to the, a New York Times report. Thus confirming the basketball players. What's this guy's name? Enos. What now? Cantor. Thus confirming Mr. Cantor's tweet that they are brutal dictators. Yeah. According to the Times, Boston games were unavailable for replay through Tencent. Uh, the streaming partner of the NBA in the country, and upcoming games won't be streamed either. You know what's going to happen next? Ch enlighten me. The NBA is going to stomp on this poor guy. Yeah. You know, just like it stomped on that poor general manager what, four or five years ago where he was he had the temerity to point out that, hey, the Chinese are killing people. Maybe we should pick better partners. Um, it, 
In both cases, totally right. Um, in both cases, the NBA doesn't care because they're about the cash. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, 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 if, let, me, let me put it to you this way. If you give a dime to the NBA, you're complicit. I'm well, sorry to I hear think, that, but you are. I think this is great. I think that there's starting to you're starting to feel a sense of like, yeah, man. We need to start speaking our minds because these like woke people and these you know thought police are you know I mean there's a lot of this happening. There's some anecdotes here. Another basketball player is is basically withholding his check. They're withholding his check because he won't take he won't take the vaccine. Yeah. Vaccination. The, the, right? the thing the thing about this this canter right is. There's a there's now a, a, a um, it's not quite a chasm but there's a there's a um, separation opening up between the business guys in this country and everybody else with respect to China. Everybody else is looking at the Chinese as what they are, right? A threat to the international order, um, slavers, child labor, concentration camps, right? A whole bit. They're they're, yeah. they're not I mean, good guys. They're testing some right. But unique the, weaponry recently. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're flexing their muscles with the United States. They're a legit threat to the international yeah, order, right? Absolutely. And everybody in America sees that. The business community has trouble with it. And um, let me let me stir Larry Fink into this thing, right? Please do. What the ESG guys don't see is that eventually they're going to bust up on the Chinese rocks, right? There's no way to pretend that environment, social, and governance questions don't wind up right at the Chinese doorstep. And and that's a conversation that literally nobody in American business wants to have. Yeah, nobody because well, they're completely intertwined. Sure, man. Right? Sure. Mean, and motion it, Picture Association slash of America. Yeah. It it. Let me ask you a question. And this is a question used we, to be the Motion Picture Association of America. Is my point. Yeah, they, no, they, I get they, it. They lopped off I of America. It. it. it you know, a question I'm going to start asking in surveys. Um. Which is a bigger threat, climate change or China? That's good. I can't wait to get some money for I, a survey. You know, Anybody out there want to do a cert, want to hear the results of a survey? You're more than welcome to donate. I tell you right now how that question is going to turn out. It's going to be a 90-10 or an 80-20. What happens when you feed them something like this? This is from an outlet called Tech Story. Yahoo mobile app removed from App Store in China amid censorship agenda. While the Yahoo mobile app removed from the Apple's, Apple's app store in China, the country's people might have just lost one of their last resorts for foreign news, all thanks to the government's censorship agenda. This isn't the first time the ruling Communist Party has cracked down on foreign news outlets. Yeah, you know. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. The app is known for republishing articles from media organizations abroad, including news from those outlets like Reuters and Bloomberg, whose websites have already been blocked in China. Yeah, you know, they... This is a this is something I never thought I thought I would say. Um, this is a moment where we're miss, we're gonna miss we're, we are missing and will miss Steve Jobs. Oh, absolutely. Because I think Steve Jobs is one of those guys who would just be like, "Look, I think the right thing to do is X," and he would just do the right the, what yeah. he thought the right thing was. Yeah, Agree with him, disagree with him, whatever. He would march to the beat of his own drummer. No, his his predecessor is a social justice warrior. Yeah, so. yeah, his successor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, successor, yeah, yeah them, Google, is. right? You just know they're they're automatons. What else um, we got? Okay, that's my China update. That's you got a good anything? China update. Yeah, the Jed Babin wrote a column in the Washington Times, which concerns me, and I'm not sure if it's if it concerns me because I think he's right or concerns me because I think he's wrong. 
uh, Jed argues, um, he's a former um, guy in the Bush administration, uh, and he argues that, uh, it seems to be that he argues that we should not go to war with China over Taiwan, that we would lose that war, um, and that it would not be worth it. I can't tell whether he's writing it as a cautionary thing or he actually believes that. I encourage everybody to read it if you get a chance. It's a very interesting column. And um, like I said, we'll I put it in the show notes. I hope he's wrong. Um, I don't know whether he's right or not. I, I, I'm 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 kind of waiting for uh, Jim Carafano over at Heritage to write a uh, contrary piece. But I'm I'm maybe Jim doesn't think that we could win a war in Taiwan. So it, it it's a it's a thing. This thing's starting to move to the center line of American policy thought, right? Uh, in the def- okay, we're done with China. Yep. In the defiance department. Uh, again, you'll like this. In and Out Burger defies yes. San Francisco's vaccine mandate. Yeah. We refuse to become vaccination police. And if anybody who know, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a fa- a fan of the of In and Out Burger. So this is this was great. Uh, they basically said we will uh, um, we'll comply with you know people can't eat inside the store. Yeah. They've got their their outdoor seats. They've got carry out, but they said that they, it is unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on the documentation they carry or any other reason. Yeah, I, we fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is clear government overreach, intrusive, improper, and offensive. Yeah, the bad thing about that is, is that it the only the where they where they dinged it was the In and Out on Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. That's the only one in San Francisco inside right. the city limits. Now that's I've right. been there like a bunch of times. Um, this is a terrible story, but I'll tell it on myself. Anytime I go to San Francisco, right, we go to dinner, we'll close the bar down, we'll do this, we'll do that. Everyone else will break and go to the, back to their hotel rooms. I always go to the In-N-Out on Fisherman's <laughs> Wharf and get a burger double, and some double. fries. Yeah, yeah, always, oh, always, right? But you have to eat the fries right away. Of course, of course. But but the thing is, is, you know, it's kind of, I mean, people, it's not the right thing to do, right? I shouldn't eat two dinners, but what else are you going to do, right? The only other place that in, that's reasonably convenient in Northern California is across across the highway from the airport. So this is a huge problem for me. Uh, I stand completely within and out. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad I'm not going to San Francisco anytime soon because it would be painful for me because yeah, they're closing. Right. The other thing I don't get is there's a bunch of Los Angeles locations, right, including two right by the airport, one north, one south, um, pro tip. The one south of the airport says it opens at 1045. It actually opens at 10 o'clock. Just so you know, if you're trying to get a flight out of LAX, that one south of it, not the thing up by um, El Segundo, but the one down down the street from LAX. Um, I don't, they, they seem unaffected. They hmm. seem unaffected. I just had. Uh, I, think, I think we know too much about the internet. I just had one in Henderson two weekends ago. Oh, so, I, I love oh, that store. That's a great so store, good. man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I told you about my coin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a coin. Well, you can't in my office. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. Um, you can't. I'm not training it in for a burger. Negotiate no. it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, and I assume that's your I big lady, I'm like, what, so what does this get? Like, like what a meal plan? You? And she's like, 
It's a coin, don't, don't you dare turn that in for an <laughs> In-N-Out burger. She's like, you know how rare those coins are? <laughs> what I don't know. Okay, so I, I kind of got a little sense of alarm when on Twitter. I'm so, going to put a picture of the coin in the show notes. You should. Yeah. On, so on Twitter yesterday, like when this news broke, day before, whenever it was, some lady on Twitter said, hey, you know, In-N-Out merchandise is online. I'm like, no, don't tell them that. No. no go and buy you it. go in and get the shirt. Right. It's communism to buy it. On, it's communism, ladies and gentlemen, to buy In-N-Out merchandise online. Besides, you're not going to get it anytime soon. Right, exactly. Supply chains and all yeah, that. and all that. So. so all right. Um, go In-N-Out, double-double, animal style. I have a little section I'd like to call... <laughs> Words of wisdom oh boy. from the Biden administration. There we go. Uh, let's start with, well, let's start right there with our good old, our good secretary, P- Pothole Pete. Let's see what he has to say about the state of, uh, of, of things in the world. Yeah. Well, certainly a lot of the challenges that we've ex- been experiencing this year will continue into next year. But there are both short term and long-term steps that we can take to do something about it. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. Demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. <laughs> have, you heard, have you not heard that one? No, I, I heard the, the end part of that quote. I didn't hear the whole run-up to it. Like, hey, Successfully you know, he, guided this economy. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Let, let, Unpack this one for our, no, for our just, It's very I, simple. I, he has no idea yeah, how an economy works yeah, these guys, at all. These guys are hopeless. Um, okay, it's just so, a bunch of mumble... Mumble, mumble. It's word mumble, salad, mumble. right? It's more word salad. It's right? ridiculous. Okay, so successfully guided the country, blah blah blah, demand and all that. All right, um, you and me are going to play a game. Yeah, you're going to guess. You're going to guess the rate of economic growth last quarter, and I'm going to say yes or no, higher or lower, until you get to the right percentage. One point two five percent. Lower. Point seven five percent. Lower. Point five percent. Lower. Point two five percent. Lower. Point one. Six percent higher. Point one seven percent. Point two percent. Point two percent. Whoa. Point two percent. Well, that's successfully guiding this economy out I, of right, the exactly. of a terrifying I'm just, recession. I'm like, how in the hell can you say that when you know that's the actual number you're looking at? But he also said the reason that there are so oh, many ships stuck out in the God outside of the port of L.A. is because oh. of demand. Yeah. Th- th- that was key- that came uh, out of his mouth. I just you know and, and you know what is surfacing <sighs> since our last podcast, the <laughs> fact that the trucking is the problem in California. Yes, sir. If it is starting to surface, sure. Well, sure. How so, how could it not? I mean, if it actually, we need to talk to Lisa. We got to get we got to get I, Bud I Wallace's take on all of this. I, I don't think I, I honest to God, think these guys don't know how to do anything. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to continue. If we're done with this, oh, with this one, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I got one, I, I say, got one but... from Secretary Jenny. Should I play that one too? Secretary Granholm. Secretary Jenny. Secretary Canada from Canada. Go ahead, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from our Canadian representative to the uh, United Nations. Okay, here it is. You know, we've got a global problem, and China is a big contributor to that. We are too, and but we don't have much. Um, 
moral authority to say, you should be doing this if we're not taking action and deploying the technology that we need to deploy. I'm sorry, what are we talking about? I'm sure it's climate change. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, we don't have much moral authority over China. All right. Again, if we don't take steps ourselves. Again, I, I don't know who we might be in this case. I don't, I'm not from Canada, so I'm not, I don't really belong to the we of Secretary Granholm's we. But, and again, data is not always dispositive, but it's always informative. There's literally only two countries on this planet that have um, reduced emissions over the last 15 years. Greenhouse more, gas well, emissions. More than us or just two? Just, just two. Yeah. Just, just two. Just two. Just two. Us? And the United Kingdom. Okay. That's it. And 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 who is number one? The number one in terms of emissions reductions. Uh, the the uh, People's Republic of China. Uh, emission, reduction emissions. Us yeah. us us uh, us both. Yeah, both so in volume and number percentage. Number one producer. Number one reducer. Yeah yeah yeah. We don't, but we have no moral authority. And, and by us. the way, just just so you just so you have some scale again numbers right. Um, China um, emits about 14 billion tons, which is just a shade under um, the rest of the world. It's it's about it's <laughs> pretty close. It's about thirty percent of the entire world, right? Yeah. It's more than the EU combined. Um, United. It's more than the EU and the United States combined. The United States emits about seven billion tons, right? A little bit less than that now. Um, our trajectory is down. Their trajectory is straight up. And the again, this administration is apparently riven with people yeah. who either are uncomfortable with data or just don't take the time to actually know any of it. I can't believe I cannot believe Secretary Jenny. Buttigieg got away with that without anybody asking him a question because about it. Because it was Tapper. Well, it, it, Tapper must have reported on the economic uh, numbers, mean, I, on the GDP fairness, numbers. In from, fairness, I didn't see the rest of the clip, so it's possible that he did. Well, push the, back. no, it's not possible because because that would have been like somewhere in the news, right? That sure. And by the way, Jake Tapper made him look like an idiot. But yeah. no, that's not in that news story. Just like nobody made Granholm look like an idiot. Secretary Granholm look like an idiot. Oh yeah, I've got one. I've got I'm, two. I'm I'm getting cranky. I've got two from Circleback. Yay! My favorite. Right, here we go. Pay ransoms, even if that is not the case. So uh, that is also something that is remains a concern to us. But I can't get into more operational the details. Still just believe just that Build Back Better will not add a dime to the national debt. Correct. It won't. Why would he, why why should Americans believe that? Because it won't. Go ahead. What if taxes that he says you want to you know, get more taxes in? What if it doesn't happen? What if the economy goes sour? Lots of things can happen. What do you, you're going to tell from up there, future generations, not even born yet, that they're not on the hook for this. Is that right? That's right. And hopefully you'll report accurate information yourself. Go ahead. Because it won't. It's going to either. Because it won't. Keep keep in mind. I'm six okay. two, weigh one eighty five, and have a full head of hair. Okay, keep because I do. This kind of cracks me up, right? This is the same administration that wanted to go big, and for months have been telling us it's three and a half trillion dollars. It was only about six weeks ago they decided. Wait a minute, we changed our mind. Yeah. Well, it, the other thing it's, that it's nothing. The other thing that they're saying is, oh, we messed this up from the beginning. Of course. We should have talked about what's in it. What? That's a crazy thought. Because everything that's in it is so popular, yeah, and that, yet. That's... One of their signature deals, the childcare thing, isn't actually quite as popular. Uh, it, the childcare credit isn't quite as popular as they as as right. they thought it was. If everything in there is so popular, you should vote on it and run on the issue. That's right. But they know it's not. The other thing is, obviously, they started with a number in their head, like, "Hey, we want this number as big as possible. We don't care about what's in it." No, it's very good. It's if you're if you're legislating in a dysfunctional legislative body, 
This is the way to do it. Yeah. Is make it so big and outlandish that at the end of the day, a moderate Democrat, if this thing passes two trillion, will end up having signed off on roughly six trillion on paper. Much more based on estimates. Six the, the moderate in the Democratic Party good money. spent six trillion dollars. Yeah, it's good money. In the last year. That's yeah. the moderate in this party. So all right, one more from Circle Back, because this is really important. Yay. Important. Yes. Josh, these requirements are promulgated by federal law. So when the president announced um, his vaccine uh, mandates for businesses that, of course, we're waiting on OSHA regulations for as a next step, um, that was pursuant to federal law and the implementation of federal law because it's an executive order. So our intention is to implement and continue to work to implement these requirements across the country, including in the states where there are attempts to oppose them. I will say, since you gave me the opportunity, um, Governor Abbott's executive order uh, banning mandates, and I would also note announcement by Governor DeSantis this morning, essentially banning the implementation of mandates, uh, fit a familiar pattern uh, that we've seen of putting politics ahead of public health. Over 700,000 American lives have been lost due to COVID-19, including more than 56,000 in Florida and over 68,000 in Texas. Did you did you catch that? I might have cut off the beginning. It's okay. I wasn't making head or tails of what you. Executive order is federal law. Yeah, that's what I thought she said. Is what she just said. Yeah, and we're, it's we're federal April. law, but we're still waiting for OSHA to finish their regs to issue a regulation. Yeah. The the entire vaccine mandate is a press release. Yeah, I, I, which she just described as federal law. Yeah, I I, you know, so you have to assume she doesn't know, um, because the other assumption is she is lying. So I'm going to assume she doesn't actually know anything. Um, Do you think that she was reading something? Because she, uh, this oh, is sure the other she, thing I want to uh, say. The fixation with Texas and Florida. Well, it's just good college It's like fun. they're living rent free in this administration's well, I mean, head. They're, 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 they're looking at their two likely opponents in 2024, right? It's, it's, it makes perfect sense. I, I think it's crazy and stupid. I wouldn't pay attention to any of these guys. First of all, for our, everyone knows, no one pays attention to these briefings except for geeks like us. No, but no, it's no, just fun no, 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 because we attention. want people to hear what these people are trying to pass as, as actual factor information. Uh, the thing about it is, this is the part I don't get. Um, you're the president of the United States. Just, you know, don't punch down. You don't punch down. You pay no attention to the children. It Seriously, you, you why would anybody talk about the governor of Florida? I, I, in yeah, fact, well, the last guy punched down quite, quite a well, bit. Well, he just punched in every <laughs> direction. He didn't, direction. He didn't yeah. care. But I mean, <laughs> he, he, it, the idea—he would never—he would never like, hey, you know what? We're going to go after the governor of California every day for the next two months. Right. He'd be like, if it came across the field of vision, he'd be like, yeah, give me a tweet on that. I don't yeah. like that. You yeah. know, give me a tweet on it. But the idea that you would obsess over these guys, yeah. Be crazy. It, the, the the idea that this person thinks that an executive order is federal law, like I said, only is two, insane. Only two possible answers. It's going back to Jayapal and her like and her deal with the Hyde Amendment. Yeah, only two possible answers. Either either she doesn't know, possible, or she's lying. Yeah, possible. Not sure which, right? I hear she her rumor she's leaving by the end of the year. All press that? secretaries leave. The first people up, like they met, they last a year. Yeah. Sean Spicer made what six months? Uh, six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay, I've got one article. Yes. It is, and I really want to thank them, and and, and it just it really it's from the bottom of my heart. I do want it's to from thank the bottom them, of your guys. bottom. This is um, an article about Goldman Sachs, who said that they CEO uh, Goldman CEO Solomon says his firm won't abruptly stop working with fossil fuel companies, stressing the need for a balanced transition to green energy. So this is from Bloomberg. And, um, you know, he's all in on the green stuff, yada, yada, yada. But we want to be in business with people that are investing in the transition. But we have to balance good public policy with the short-term implications. If we're too aggressive in the context of how we direct capital to the private sector, that can be more inflationary. So I, I just want to thank <laughs> Goldman. I just, from the bottom of my heart, it's so altruistic of them that, you know, so, the benevolence. Well, think about it this way. Let me, let me can I, can I, I know you're making fun of them. Let me, let me throw a different light on it for a second. Um, everything has a, everything has a uh, ceiling, right? Everything has a top. All these trends have a crest. And I get the feeling we're starting to crest out on the green stuff. Oh and, gosh, I hope and, and so. So I the, really something do. like this from Goldman, you're like, eh. and I, you, I, you think about you think about what's going to happen in Europe this winter. You think about the energy prices. You think about this October 28th hearing, and it's all kind of like, are we about to surf this wave in? I, I'm that that's where I was going to go after I did my little. Yeah, yeah. After you made fun, section. after you made fun of those. This idiots. is clearly a market positioning. This is them justifying yeah. their investments in fossil so that they can sell the ESG crowd. Yeah, hey, we're all in on you guys, but but you can't do this you, like you this at this speed. Yeah, you yeah. got to step it, right? It, you know, and it, they're and it's but, Goldman. It's Goldman. It's Goldman. It's Goldman. Right? You know, love him or hate Paulson, the whole crowd. Well, right? love him or hate him, they're the. Yeah, love them or hate them, they're they're one of the few operations that could just be like, "Hey, we're doing this. Thanks yeah. for asking." Right, you and know? quite frankly, you know, I'll take you know, take I'll it take where you that, can get I'll it. Take that where I can take it where it, you so. can get it. But I'm, I'm like I said, get your boards ready because I think we're about to crest this oh, thing and man. ride it in, and it's going to have you're a right. But whew, it's going to have a good closeout. The whole tour cottage short. industry now that is like that lives on, you know, fear, left wing uh, fear and know, idiocy, left wing. Uh, foundations funding these groups. Oh, they'll still go on. You know, look, the left, hey, if the left-wing foundations, if those guys cared about production, like actual, like, winning, they'd already moved on yeah. from these guys. It's been almost yeah. 40 years it's and like they've done the nothing. like Climate Leadership Council. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. When that, when that board is going to be like, what's the ROI here? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you know, you know when the thing would have totally jumped the shark? When Alex Flint shows up on Neil's podcast, that's when you know it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, I've got a, I've got a closer. You have any last, any last items? I just want to point out that we've done a super good job keeping it tight today. Yeah, because we love thanks. our, because we love our listeners, and we, we have heard your feedback. And more importantly, I don't understand it myself. More importantly, I, I, we, I would want hours and hours of this. More like, importantly, the, we just, have. There's just no reason why we would. More importantly, we have cigars to get to. So yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, here, here it goes. We're going to wrap up with this little ditty. Ladies and gentlemen, I have, so, I have an origin. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about this. I have discovered the origin of something big. It's a huge, it's a cultural. But it's not COVID. It's a cultural mystery that's existed for years and years and years. Thank you to all of our partners 
Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh my God, it was uh, learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one and everything shifted top to bottom so much. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Namaste, Brandon, wherever you are. <laughs>